Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Yes, indeed. Thank you very much. I am joined this morning by Mary Meyer from the University of Minnesota, answering all of your lawn and garden questions here in our Smart Garden Show. Mary, good morning to you. Oh, good morning, Denny. It's uh, great to hear your voice. I, I have to say that we have had the best weather for gardeners. I mean, there's no excuse now. If you're a gardener, you've got your your uh, garden put to bed. You've got things cleaned up. You've been able to protect your fruit trees from rabbits. I mean, what oh, what weather. It's just been fabulous. So really gardeners, gardeners are dancing in the street, right? <laughs> <laughs> They are indeed, and I think I'm one of them. No, it's a perfect day. In fact, I've been thinking about turning back on my outdoor faucets and making sure all my shrubs and things are getting a big drink of water. What do you think of that idea? I think that's a great idea. I was actually thinking about that this week. I planted a new Harrelson apple tree this uh, summer, and I was looking at that, and I thought, oh, I probably should be watering this again because I'm sure the soil temperatures are 
are nice and high and the roots are still growing. But, uh, yes, so that's a good idea to think about plant, think about watering any new plants you put in this year. And it looks like maybe the, the colder overnight temperatures will begin on Tuesday night, meaning 24 then could be 21 Thursday night. So, yeah, in the meantime, we're going to be having highs in the 50s, mid-50s uh, this weekend. So, yeah, I think that may be a, a pretty good idea. Now, if you have any kind of a lawn or garden question and you would like to ask Mary Meyer that very question, by all means, you have two ways to do it. You can either phone in. We'd love to hear your voice. Or if you prefer, send a text like a lot of folks do. Uh, either way, 651-461-9226. That's the number, 651-461-9226. Um, I, was, I know we're going to be getting a question about uh, lawn fertilization <laughs> because of this extended warmth, uh, and that's maybe something we can talk about even before we get another text about that. Can you still put down, if you have some leftover fertilizer, lawn fertilizer, what do you think? Yes, uh, normally we would not be recommending that now. We would be looking at frozen ground. So that's the real issue. If the ground is frozen, you don't want to fertilize because then the fertilizer will just wash away. As long as the ground is not frozen, um, that's, that's, you can fertilize. But how much, you know, that's a real risk. I would say I would not do that on my own lawn. I think that it's too late to do that. So we'd, we'd really rather see that fertilizer go on uh, a month ago. Yeah, absolutely. Texter says this, Mary, our, uh, one corner of our room would be nice for a tall pothos plants. Are regular LED bulbs suitable lighting to maintain growth during the winter months with a nice white light? What do you think? Um, that's a difficult question to answer because uh, you really need to know how much um, uh, light's coming out of those LED lights. Now, a lot of commercial production does use LED lights. There are, there's a lot of production of plants in, in rooms with no windows now. Just artificial lighting totally because we do understand so much more of what, um, light waves, uh, specific plants need and we have a lot more lights available with the LED lights, etc. But for a home, um, that's a challenge. I think that's really a challenge. Um, the easy rule of thumb that I use with house plants is, can you easily read near a plant? And if you can't read easily there, it's too dark for a plant to be growing. But, um, you know, you can, tr- you can always try it out. There are several uh, pothos, uh, many philodendrons, um, sansevieria, the snake plant, that are really low light plants. So there, there are low light plants available, and um, yeah, you can always try it out. Yeah, absolutely. Let's uh, take a phone call. John uh, checking in this morning, I believe, from Bloomington, Minnesota. John, good morning. What is your question for Mary? Hi, Mary. Uh, good morning. I've been taking care of my mother's Bloomington grave for the last few years, and uh, the draining we had this year. Uh, you know, served its time and died. But I noticed in going out to the grave site, there's a lot of arrangements at graves that are like uh, like a winter arrangement of pine trees and and all greenery, no flowers. Uh, but how you can't water that in the wintertime. How, how does that survive? 
Well, that's a good question, John, because um, it's amazing how long uh, evergreens will last. They kind of go into a semi-dormant or a dormant state when the weather gets really cold. So uh, just like uh, those of us us that have uh, containers outside where we put our spruce tips in and so on, they really don't take up much water in the winter. They're just kind of frozen in place. So, um, yes, you could, you could try doing that. Uh, I think that's a great idea. There are lots of, uh, evergreens that you can buy at florists and garden centers, and I'm, I'm sure that will look good throughout the winter. I never thought in a while that we'd be getting questions about spraying for creeping Charlie the middle of November, just about Thanksgiving. But this uh, texter says, could today be a good day because I have triclopyr ready to go, but I'm getting conflicting advice. Some say wait until spring. Some say now is the perfect time. What do you think? Well, uh, the, we do recommend a lot of fall treatment for Creeping Charlie, but the real critical thing is the temperature. You know, it's going to say on that label, um, do not use below X temperature, and it's usually 50, sometimes it's 60. So you really have to um, read the label and follow the directions on the label. The other thing is, is that a lot of um, weeds... Sometimes you can see this time of year that they've already gone into a semi-dormant state. Instead of being bright, sometimes you can see this time of year that they've already gone into a semi-dormant state. Instead of being bright green and growing, which is when they take up the herbicide, they've turned a darker color, dark red or brownish color. They're not going to take up much herbicide if they've already uh, become semi-dormant. So um, you you might just be wasting the product if the uh, plant is not actively growing. And even then, you only have a few hours in the middle of the day, the hottest time of the day, to do it now. Yeah, that's a good point. And like you always recommend, you and your colleagues, always read the directions. Gives yes. You plenty of info there. Yes. Um, this is an interesting question, Mary. Have the texture said, have the growing zones shifted farther north? Uh, what zone is the metro in now? Oh, my goodness. So this person is really, really up to date because just this week, the United States Department of Agriculture published a new plant hardiness zone map. Um, really? Julie, yeah, I mean, just this week, yes. So I think what's going to happen is every 10 years now, we're going to get a new hardiness zone map. And this is a tremendous asset, especially to us up here in the north. And yes, things have shifted. Um, where I live in Plymouth and many of our listeners that are in the metro area, we used to talk about the heat zone right in downtown Minneapolis, maybe the airport, St. Paul. And the new map shows Plymouth, half of uh, Hennepin County now, is in zone 5, the, the, really? the, col- the colder part of 5, but I never thought I'd say this, Denny. And it's just amazing. There's tremendous detail on this map. Um if you Google plant hardiness zone map USDA, you can see it. You can put in your zip code. I can put in the zip code on my brother in Pennsylvania and see that where I grew up is now zone six. Wow. Just amazing, uh, amazing information. They've taken the last 30 years, so from 1991 
2022 and put that in the newest map, definitely the southern tier of Minnesota is now Zone 5. That's interesting. I know we had to head to the break, and I'm glad the texter sent us that uh, that question. I remember it must have been three or four years ago, maybe max, that I planted a uh, – and I was cr- crossing my fingers because it was a uh, boxwood that was uh, picked for Zone 5. And I thought, should I do it? Well, I did it, and it's thriving. So there It's you. thriving. Yeah, yes. It's nice. it's really amazing. And, of course, look, uh, you know, we talked about this at the top of the hour. Here, here it is, November 18th, and it's going to yes. be 54 degrees. How about that? All right, we'll uh, check out that forecast at the bottom of the hour, as usual. In the meantime, we'll take a quick break. Lots of garden questions coming in. Lawn and Garden, uh, you're welcome to do so at 651 Four six one nine two two six. Here on News Talk eight three zero WCCO. And good Saturday morning to you. Welcome back to our Smart Garden Show here every Saturday in the eight o'clock hour. Mary Meyer from the University of Minnesota answering all of those lawn and garden questions this morning. And Mary, as usual, we have uh, many. A busy hour today. 651-461-9226. I'm going to grab a phone call from Ken, who's calling in this morning from uh, Blaine, I believe. Ken, what is your question for Mary? Yes, I was wondering how do you uh, kill lilies of the valley? They are just horrible plants. Uh, well, Ken, not everyone thinks lily of the valley is a horrible plant, but they do have a tremendous rhizome system. So um, I have several of those. I grew up with those. So if you need a ground cover in a very uh, tough location, uh, difficult to grow plants, lily of the valley will probably grow there. But pulling it out, I would recommend digging it with a shovel and pulling it out. I will say this, that the root system on lily of the valley is shallow. It's up in the top, um, you know, six inches. So you can pull out those rhizomes or dig them out quite easily. And then any broadleaf herbicide will, the same things that we use on our lawn to control dandelions, etc., those will kill lily of the valley. But you need to put the herbicide on when the plant is actively growing. And many times lily of the valley will flower and grow vigorously and then it kind of goes dormant. It actually gets, I think, anthracnose or a couple of other diseases in the summer where it can kind of die down and go dormant. So you want to use that uh, herbicide when um, it's actively growing, which, you know, now, if you really want to do something now, it would be just digging it out. Okay. Very good. Thank you, Ken. Texter says this, Mary, that has, uh, I have a Japanese lilac tree that has several branches growing at the base of the tree. When and how should I prune those off? You could do that right now. Uh, the tree is pretty much dormant. So, yes, the suckers that come down at the base of the tree, you can prune that off now. I think I know what your answer is going to be to this one. Is it too late to replant bushes I planted in August of this year? 
Yes, I would not be digging up anything now to transplant it. It's, uh, it is really too late. If, uh, wait and do that, mark your calendar and do that in the spring. Now, if you, if you have a plant that's in a container that you haven't planted yet, then yeah, as soon as possible, I would do that. But I wouldn't attempt any transplanting, um, at this point. This listener, Mary, says, how far can we cut back our dwarf burning bushes that are far from dwarves? They are giving us issues with our sprinklers when they have gotten so big. Um, The water cannot get to the grass below them. What do you think? Well, burning bush is a somewhat controversial plant now. As beautiful as this is with a bright red uh, fall color, This has been uh, categorized as an invasive plant, and many nurseries in Minnesota aren't selling this anymore. It's the seedlings that come off of it that will um, can become a problem, but some people never see a seedling. So it's it depends on where it is, etc. But you will not hurt this plant by cutting it all the way back to the ground. Many times people do prune burning bushes really extensively so it will probably come back from the base again and I say this recalling that a couple of winters ago we lost a lot of burning bushes which is it's a hardy plant it's normally no problem but we did have a lot of uh, burning bushes die one winter so but I if it was mine I would definitely uh, do hard pruning you could do that right now okay I know we're getting some questions, and I'm, I'm thinking about this very thing now, and I'm talking about dormant seeding. Uh, this texter says, can we spread grass seed now for the winter, or is it still too warm? I'm planning on this weekend. You tell me if I'm right or wrong. I've been waiting, and the ground's not frozen. But I'm looking at the forecast, and it looks like, you know, here we are heading. Well, it's Thanksgiving. Uh, right. And I'm thinking <laughs> that it's probably... It's probably safe to do that. I can't imagine those uh, seed uh, seedlings will be uh, germinating. What do you think? I think he's exactly right. The other thing is not we we have the 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 temperatures will be going down, and the other thing is the moisture. Um, I you know we've just come hopefully out of a drought, but there's not a lot of moisture running right. around in the soil now. So you need the moisture as well to have the seed germinate. So yes, I would do dormant seeding now. I think this is a, that's a good thing to do this weekend, and um, yes, I think it will be good. I'll put it on my list of things to do. <laughs> uh, listener Mary wants to know: Can I still plant garlic bulbs? Um, yeah, I guess you could do that. It's, you know, we do that in the fall and, um, yeah, it's, I, I guess that's, it's, we're on the edge of so many things today, Denny, but, but I would, I would give that a try. Certainly the soil is not that cold. Uh, we do want to put the garlic in, in the fall. So I would give it a try. Okay. Uh, this listener purchased a three foot evergreen, put it in a decorative pot with lights on it. Should I water it with this weather so nice and I hope to plant it next year? Yeah, so I'm wondering if this is inside or outside. Yeah, good question. Um, Yes, so you do need to water it. An evergreen in a pot, uh, the uh, everlasting uh, Christmas tree that sometimes we buy and, yes, use in the holidays – you want to keep that in kind of a cool uh, situation. Uh, the the heat of our homes is not the best place for it. And then 
after Christmas or, you know, come January, where are you going to put that? So you want to keep it in a place that's cool, but not uh, below zero, not, you know, 20 below and stuff is going to be tough on those roots in the container. But yes, I would water it, keep it as cool as possible. And then yes, hopefully you'll have the conditions you can store it in to plant it next spring. Very good. We're going to take uh, for a break for a look at that forecast. Well, uh, for those especially folks maybe traveling for the Thanksgiving holiday or maybe wanting to do a little more gardening, Mary Meyer from the U of M is answering those uh, lawn and garden questions here on our Smart Garden Show. 651-461-9226. We'll have a break and have a look at that forecast straight ahead here on News Talk 830 WCCO. And good Saturday morning to you. Welcome back to our Smart Garden Show. We are around every Saturday in the uh, 8 o'clock hour. This morning, Mary Meyer from the U of M is answering those lawn and garden questions for you uh, this morning. And Mary, as usual, we have callers and we have texters uh, to keep us uh, busy here. Now, I want to remind folks, too, that if you want to get some great information, we always like to remind folks of uh, that great University of Minnesota website, the Extension website, extension.umn.edu. I can't say, you know, what a great resource that is, Mary. There's so much information there. Yes, and we do update. I I don't update it much anymore, but Julie Weisenhorn certainly does a wonderful job of uh, updating it. She will have new information about this plant hardiness zone map that we talked about earlier. That will be up on the website. But if you look at it today, it's, it's very timely. It's what should you be doing this time of year and lots of uh, tips. And, and uh, it's updated throughout the year. So it's, uh, that's a great resource. And you can look up anything there, any plant you want to know about for Minnesota. Yeah, extension.umn.edu. Let's uh, take another phone call, Mary. Tom is calling in from Minnetonka this morning. Uh, Tom, thanks for waiting. What is your question for Mary? I got two. One about boxwood and one about rabbits. Um, I met this woman who's a pretty accomplished gardener, and she told me something I found kind of interesting. She said that rabbits, really, the last thing they really want to be eating is your shrubbery. They'd rather be eating anything but. So she feeds the rabbits. She says she has no problems with it. And, yeah, I have no reason not to believe her, but it seems kind of too good to be true. Um, And I have a question about boxwoods. Is it? I have to burlap mine because the sun is it too early to burlap them. Well, I think the woman you talked to has been very lucky with the rabbits. Um, and maybe she's really attracted more rabbits. I'm not sure what she's feeding them. I would not attempt something like that. That would just attract more rabbits to come into your yard. And um, there are a lot of plants that rabbits really like, even including boxwood. I mean, that's what I thought you were going to tie those two together. But um, when rabbits get desperate, they will eat anything. And usually they don't eat boxwood, but I've had tremendous damage on uh, my own boxwoods. Um, 
As far as the burlapping, yes, you can do that now to protect uh, boxwood. I have mine on the north side of my house, so I don't use a protection on it. And usually the snow keeps it covered up. And yeah, and then it provides this great hiding place for the rabbits underneath. But um, yeah, so you can, if it's in exposed to the sun, you can you can use the burlap right now. But um, I think the best control for rabbits is to use hardware cloth or some uh, mechanical barrier. I use that around fruit trees, um, any shrubs to put up a barrier so the rabbits cannot get to them. Okay. Will, I'm looking at more texts to Mary, will a pine tree, and this is an old pine, they say, a rather old and large one, will a pine tree drop all of its new growth tips because of the drought we've had lately or could it be because of other stress? Well, the new growth, if the new growth comes off a pine tree, something is really wrong. Pines and all of our evergreens lose their older needles in the fall. And many times you can see a carpet underneath pine trees now of these brown needles. That's the normal leaf drop. But if the new growth is dropping, something is seriously wrong with the tree. So... um Try to take pictures of that. You can send that into the extension Ask a Master Gardener line. Try to determine if that's a disease or some other um, environmental issue. Okay. Texter says, should recently planted bulbs be watered before ground freezes? Yes, it is a good idea to do that. And if you have uh, daffodils or tulips, crocus, those spring blooming bulbs. If you haven't planted them, I do that as soon as possible. That's a great thing to be doing this weekend. If you can water them afterwards, that um, is ideal because the root growth on the bulbs takes place in the fall. Kind of a follow-up on that uh, shrub protection we were just talking about. Good morning. Love the show. Thank you. This summer, Texter bought some little plant protectors, tent-like structures, to keep rabbits and deer from eating them. Now with this extended fall, Texter's not sure when to put them over my aronia and blueberries and hydrangea. And should I mound mulch around where they meet the ground? I I would say if these tent-like structures are uh, something that excludes the light and everything, uh, light and air, then I would wait to put them on. But we are really close to that uh, time of year. If the plants are totally dormant, which most, a lot of plants are now, our deciduous ones are dormant, then you can go and put it on. And you want to secure something like that so the I don't, not many rabbits will dig underneath to get through that that's more like something that a vole would do or a mole but as long as you uh, secure it so it doesn't blow off that's the main thing you create the barrier above ground because the rabbits are usually going to be um, eating what's above ground okay good morning tester says i have apples from an apple tree that i have not been able to peel and use right away now they're soft and old can i still use them is one question, or can you give me some idea what to do with them, or do I need to provide a treat to our outdoor critter friends? That comes from Mary in St. Michael. Well, I would take off any anything that's brown, uh, and as long as you're cooking the apples, uh, you'll probably be okay. Uh, depending on what kind it is, 
and how soft they are. You know, making uh, something like applesauce is a good idea. So I would just totally cook it, uh, cook the apples, take off anything that's brown. Okay. With the colder weather coming, Texter says, is it okay to put leaves on our plants this weekend? Yes. Um, I, I assume they're talking about putting on plants that are like, like perennial flower beds. Uh, my perennials are pretty much covered up with leaves right now because uh, most of the leaves are down except the silver maple that we have that's really late to fall. is just um, this is about the time it drops. But it's, yes, I would uh, go ahead. You can put leaves on your perennials. With our lawns, of course, we don't want to cover them up with leaves. Uh, you want to be able to see the grass, do mulching with those leaves if you can, but still you want to be able to see the grass. Okay. <laughs> we are talking about now in Zone 5. Somebody is celebrating here uh, in the text that says just this. Zone 5, yay, Japanese <laughs> maples. Tell me what that means. Oh, yes, this is right. So there are a few coveted plants that all of us as gardeners want to have. And Japanese maple is um, one I always said, okay, if you live in the heat zone in the cities, you can put in Japanese maple. But where I am in Plymouth, that's a really risky thing. So now... Yes, you can try Japanese maples. So there's some new hybrids that are even hardier. But Japanese maple is a small tree, often bright red and very finely divided leaves. So it has a lacy-like look to the leaves, and it's really a beautiful plant. Uh, If I was going to do that, I'd still put that in in uh, a pretty protected location um, around my house, like on the north side or maybe have an area near your house and garage where it's kind of protected. That's uh, where I'd do a Japanese maple. Okay. Uh, Mary, this uh, listener says, I have begonias that are still blooming. What should I do, cut them back or try to keep them alive? The only place I have is in my basement. Thank you for your help. Love the show. Uh, you know, if, if, if it was possible and at my house, I'd bring the begonias in inside if they're in a container, bring them inside and enjoy them inside. But yes, um, otherwise you could maybe try digging them up and bring them in, but begonias are certainly going to be killed once it gets down to 20 degrees. So, um, other than moving them, maybe you can cut them off. If they're in the ground, you can cut them off and put them in a container for, uh, your Thanksgiving table. Paul in uh, rural Brainerd sent a text, and thank you for the nice comments, Paul. Paul says, our strawberry plants are not dormant yet. When is it safe to cover them? Yeah, this is such a hard question now because of the weather conditions. So, you know, I might wait another week on that simply because um, the, the heat of the soil and the moisture and so on can encourage disease if you cover them too early. So if it was mine, I think I'd wait another week. All right. Thank you. Uh, I want to make, Dexter says, make a new strawberry raised bed. Can I still transplant my berries from the old bed? If they were healthy and you took good care of them, yes, you can. So the renovation with strawberries is kind of a big deal. 
and so after the after they fruit in the spring, you usually do this big cleanup, like mow them off and everything. And the root systems then come back, and you have new plants. So yeah, if they're healthy, you can use the ones you have. Okay. Uh, let's see. Dogwoods are so many. Dogwoods were planted on the outside of our new grove years ago. We were not told to trim or cut them at all. Therefore, they are huge and have some uh, some broken. That's all they say, some broken. Uh, what do we do now and what do we do for the future care of them? Dogwoods. Dogwoods are a really tough native plant. They're a fabulous plant uh, that, uh, boy, I love the dogwoods in my uh, yard. So I just cut my dogwoods back because they have red stems, and I put the stems in the containers in front of my house. There's um, so, But you could prune a dogwood back to the ground. They will come back again. These sound like big um long-lived older plants uh, so you could do a huge amount of major pruning you could do it right now the plant has uh, gone dormant the leaves are off probably of the plant so um, you don't have to cut the whole thing back but you can cut out a third of the older stems at uh, ground level and you can do a lot of pruning on it I'm getting a signal here, Mary. We need to take a quick break. We'll do that very thing and be right back on the other side with more Smart Garden Talks. Uh, Call or text, of course, as usual, 651-461-9226. It's now 33 degrees in the Twin Cities. We'll be right back. It's now 33 degrees in the Twin Cities. We'll be right back. And welcome back to our Smart Garden Show here on CCO every Saturday in the 8 o'clock hour. This morning, Mary Meyer from the U of M is answering all of those lawn and garden questions for you. And Mary, one thing we haven't mentioned yet, and I'm thinking, boy, this with this weather this weekend, a great weekend to get to the Arboretum. Yes, the Arboretum is such a treasure, Denny, um, and great place to learn about plants. Um, I was up at the Apple House the other day, and I think my new favorite apple now is Snow Sweet. That's a that's an introduction that's been around for a while. It's very white apple. It's a little softer, but I love it. Anyway, the Apple House is open. You can still get apples and squash. Certainly a great time to walk around the Arboretum, and the Big deal now, of course, is winter lights. Winter lights has started. This is the first weekend for winter lights. There's a one-mile, you don't have to do it all, but a one-mile walking trail with lights that are themed to plants. So there's a giant apple. There's a pollinator pathway. There are roses. And my grandkids, a favorite of my grandkids was the uh, light, uh, boy, it was a tunnel, a light tunnel that you walk through and the lights are changing while you walk through it. So all everyone needs to get a ticket to go to Winter Lights. There's lots of times to see that if you've got folks coming in from out of town. But yes, this weekend with the nice weather conditions, a beautiful uh, thing to do is to walk at the Arboretum. 
and uh, reserve uh, your spot online. Very easy to do, but it, and it makes parking so much easier. I mention that all the time, but it's true. It's a very it's efficient way of getting there. Yeah. Yes, and one last thing I'll say about parking is there is an option to take a bus in on winter mm. lights. You can sign up to take a bus, and then you don't have to worry about parking. You get taken right up to the door, can walk around, then you take the bus back to your car. So the the option for uh, taking a bus is on the website when you uh, look for winter lights tickets. Minnesota Landscape Arboretum. Great place. Um, listen, I know where our time is limited here, Mary. Uh, Tom from Pelican Lake sent a text asking, how long do you need to cover a weedy area with black plastic to kill the weeds? Well, a whole summer is really going to do it. So it's a long time. But, yes, usually it's a whole summer. You just cover the area, kind of forget it, and you have to use heavy plastic, not something that light will go through. But that solarization, the temperature will build up very high and will kill a lot of weed seeds and a lot of plants. That's an organic way for weed control uh, of an area, new area where you're going to plant something else. Okay. I have been, uh, Texter says, mulching my leaves rather than raking, but, uh, and I guess we, we do address this issue. How much leaf mulch is too much for the grass? If you can't easily see the grass, it's too much. So um, it really depends depends on what kind of leaves you have and, of course, how many there are. But you want to be able to stand back and say, okay, yeah, there's my lawn. I can see all the grass. And if you've got eh, too many leaves, about half of it, you can't see it's too much. So, uh, yeah, you want to see the grass. The listener says the company I ordered my fall bulbs from is now telling me they cannot ship my bulbs to me until uh, November 23rd to December 7th. Won't that be too late? Yeah, it, it might be. Now, the tulips we do plant quite a bit later. I think there was an issue in Holland uh, with um, the bulb crop this year, and that might be why they're coming so late. Um, as long as the ground is not frozen, you can still plant those. And so hopefully, you know, you'll get them in, in time to do that. And, and you should plant them even if it's cold. These bulb is a, the fall bulbs we plant are living, of course, and they don't last indefinitely. So you do have to plant them, um, as soon as possible. Okay. I know we're almost out of time, Mary. Is it a good idea, Texter says, to cut back shrub roses? You kind of talked about that. You know, I don't cut mine back in the fall. Uh, I wait until the spring, and then I can more clearly see what portion is brown and what portion is green to cut that off. You know, there are some amazing shrub roses. I have some of the... Sven, Oli, and Lena introductions from the University of Minnesota that still have blooms on. Yes, amazing how these shrub roses will do, but I, I wait till spring to prune them. Okay. This listener says we have one small newly planted this summer blueberry bush. Do we need to do anything special to help winter it? Uh, just the main thing is that you watered it. So watering so the roots can grow and get established. Most blueberries are, should be fine as far as the hardiness goes. Um, you might want to protect it from the rabbits. 
because rabbits tend to really like the fruit shrubs. And so I would put up some wire around it so the rabbits can't eat it. Okay. Uh, this listener said or asked, is it okay to trim an oak tree now? Good question. Yes, this is the safe time for pruning oaks. They have hopefully gone into a totally dormant state, so we, uh, the risk of um, oak wilt is very low now. So through the winter time, when the plants are um, plants are dormant, insects are not moving. Hopefully, um, yes. My new lilac bush was finally planted into the soil in September after sitting in the nursery the pot for five months, uh, but it's always been watered and fertilized. It is now budding out. What should I do to keep it healthy through the winter? Well, just make sure that you have watered it in its new location. Uh, because of the, uh, we kind of had strange weather conditions. I actually wrote an article on this that was posted on the Minnesota State Horticulture Society's uh, website because we've had a lot of forsythia, uh, apples, crab apples, lilacs that bloomed this fall. The they kind of went semi-dormant in the summer when we had the drought. And then with the rain, uh, they thought, oh, well, now it's, I, okay, I could could bloom. And a lot of shrubs um, did bloom this fall. But um, those blooms obviously aren't going to bloom next spring, but hopefully the plant will still be fine. So as long as you've watered it, the lilac should be fine. We have about a minute to go, Mary. Can a single stem, six foot tall Schaeffler be trimmed back? This is really tough. I have not had good luck with this. The Schaeffler is a um, really nice house plant, pretty tolerant of low conditions and especially irregular watering. But they get really weird looking. They get kind of gangly and so on. You could try it. Why not? You're not happy with it now. Why not try it out? You cut that top off. I don't know if you'll get that to root in water. Sometimes dracaenas will root in water. But, um, yeah, it's the, the, uh, I, if it was mine, I'd try it. If it doesn't work out, go get a new one. There you go. Yeah. Mary, thank you so much. Always a pleasure having you on CCO Radio. And happy Thanksgiving to you and your family, by the way. Oh, same to you, Denny. Always a pleasure to talk gardening. Hope we talk soon. That's Mary Meyer from the University of Minnesota in our Smart Garden Show. Of course, we'll be back next week with another show. Um, next uh, hour, of course, will be our Home Improvement Show. It's a repeat performance. Andy Linda's taking the holiday off. Stay with us on 830-WCCO. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.